0: Hello, everybody. How's it going? We're back. Yes. Whole nine yards. Thanks for subscribing and listening. Etymology, idioms, and word, phrase, origins. Origins. Other stuff. And just random thoughts. Like cackling.
1: (laughs) Yes, random thoughts. For sure.
0: Yeah. So what we have today, I wonder wonder. if you would qualify this as uh, all-weather... Sort of weather topics, weather-related things.
1: I mean, I think we'll use the broad scope of the weather as a topic
0: umbrella. Yeah, right. Yeah, and to that end, well, well mine right out of the gate, right, has the word weather in it. So under the weather, we're below the weather, uh, under the weather. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right. So here's here's the thing about this one. When I say weather, you say bow. Weather bow. Wow, see, that was loud. Sorry. But okay, no, that worked out well. <laughs> so there are several disputed various suggestions as big surprise, right? Um, but they all come from a similar thing. Okay. This one I never even spent a moment thinking about before, so it's it's like all new to me, but then you go, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense.
1: What are we... We're using it as a...
0: Well, when we say under the weather, you say, you, you think, hey, Ray didn't come in today. He's under the weather. What what are we supposed to think?
1: He's sick. He's sick. Ill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Many people that would have us believe that it comes from a sailing reference. In one case, uh, the full phrase is under the weather bow. Oh. Under the weather bow. I
1: see where the chant came in.
0: Yeah. So if you're at the bow, you're at the front of the ship, Mm -hmm. and the front of the ship is when you get hit with the surf and the wind full force. Okay. Wind, surf, full force. And there you really are under the weather. Bow. Yeah. (laughs) I did it.
1: It took a minute. I had my, all right, woo, we can, yeah. Yeah. Bow. Got it. Bow. I'll do it every time. Okay. I'm, on. I'm ready. It. That
0: was just the only time I needed you. Uh, so, this bow version, though, uh, I should note to you, it came from this salty dog talk, <laughs> the nautical origins of everyday expressions. Um,
1: it's salty dog talk, colon.
0: That? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, nice. And, Sorry, keep going. It's by Beavis and McClowski. Oh, <laughs> even better. Uh, So another nautical variation of this is, uh, you know, on high seas when the wind would start to blow hard and the water come, like we said, and the Mm -hmm. crewmen and travelers would go below the deck Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. down to their cabins Mm -hmm. to ride out the storm, the Mm -hmm. weather, and they were literally physically under Mm -hmm. said weather situations. I don't need it this time. So, yeah— there's um, so that really feels most appropriate mm-hmm. to make. It could be either, it could be the bow thing, but this way you went under. Now, mm-hmm. I, I hope ah. I didn't maybe I did say the word literally, and I don't, it doesn't matter. So they literally are under the weather by going downstairs, right? Yeah. So there's a third permutation, though, that puts it all together. So if you're seasick, mm-hmm. um, getting sick, so that's that sick thing that we think of it uh, as, yes. right? Sure. Then when you go down in the ship, so if you're on the ship, you're sick. Hey, go downstairs. You go downstairs, and because of physics, the lower you get into the belly of the ship, the less rocking you experience, mm-hmm. right? Because the the sway and the and the fray and the hoot and Annie. It, you're down there, yeah, right right. And then so theoretically you will be able to quash your nauseatedness. Mm-hmm. some say nash nauseam. Yes, I'm going with that. okay. And okay, then that then that means you're under the weather mm-hmm. and you're sick. yeah. I mean, it's really a little too it's perfect a nice, for it's a me. nice
1: bow on there.
0: I don't it, I think it's a little too neat. too neat. That's like too much for me, yeah. But maybe it's it. I don't know. But I'm going with the, you're on the ship, it's storming, get under the weather, under the yeah. deck, you know. Nice. That's what I'm going with. I mean, our listeners might know more. This Everything I could dig up was all of these same things kept coming back at me.
1: The amount of sailing origins, I did not expect.
0: We had this just <laughs> a week or two ago. Yeah,
1: that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Huh? I wouldn't, yeah. So
0: what's your weather thing?
1: Uh rain check. Oh. Which um I've defined. What do you think when I say rain check?
0: Well, rain check's a simple one, right? Yeah. I mean, I know pretty, a little bit about rain checks too today. Pretty simple. Um but I mean, when for me it's like when I ask a girl out, that's what I usually get. <laughs> but um
1: So you're saying it means I cannot accept an invitation now, but I perhaps might want to at a later date.
0: I get some nebulous piece of paper, some ticket that says I will accept this invitation in the future.
1: My first interactions with rain checks um, were at the grocery store with my mom. We'd go for sales and things as a kid, and those sale items would often be out of stock. Yes. So we would spend what felt like an eternity at the customer service desk. To uh, get a rain to get check a rain for check. that sale. So she would get the price of that item whenever it came back in stock at the sale price. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a rain check. And uh, this idiom originated in the 1800s uh, from a, a baseball game that was canceled due to bad weather. And the spectators were given a literal, again, slip, like my mom, yeah. to say... You can come on back when there's a better not rained out baseball game and watch a baseball game. So it's literally a check. Well, not literally a check, a figurative check uh, for rain.
0: Well, I think it was quite possibly some sort of ticket or yeah, sure, like a little a diner check or something. Somebody put their initials on and said, yeah, yeah you get this price. You, or you, yeah.
1: You're sanctioned to come back. Um, and then, yeah, since the 50s. It's kind of been used to mean a coupon issued by a merchant like my mom used to grab. Uh, so, yeah. Rain check. I mean,
0: that one is just...
1: <laughs> straightforward.
0: Cut and dried. Bow. Yeah. Around
1: that one. Rain
0: check. I had looked up the French, because to me, I said, boy, this must be French. Yeah? I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. And I I started to look it up as rain check in French, and that doesn't make any sense, but control de la pluie. Hey, help me out with that, Perfect. No, that
1: sounds great. That is
0: rain check in French, plus my dialect (laughs) mashed in with it.
1: It's the Americanized version of that French phrase. Nice. All
0: right. But it's American, like you say baseball.
1: Yeah, 1800s. It's a pastime uh, baseball.
0: Well, let's take a pastime and get some ads in. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be back.
2: All's well believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury. Unreal prices. AllswellHome.com. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com.
1: Hey, we're back. Hey, thanks for staying
0: and listening to our ads. I feel really good about that. Yeah, thank you. Don't you? Yes. So we're back on this track of um, weather. Weather,
1: the weather. Under
0: the weather and rain check. So what do you have up here?
1: I've got raining... Cats and dogs. Nice. Which I personally defined as a buttload of rain. Personal definition. Sure. That's. I mean,
0: what you mean to say is if if it's raining cats and dogs, it's really coming down.
1: Really a buttload of rain. It's
0: like better have your French drains working properly. Yeah. All of that.
1: And don't. Yeah. And the gutters. My God, the gutters.
0: But where does this come from?
1: Uh, well, the first recorded use of this uh, phrase that was kind of similar to raining cats and dogs that I found um, was in a 1651 collection of poems. And I believe this collection is called uh, Olar Iscanus, Iscanus?
0: Uh, oh. Iscanus, Iscanus.
1: O-L-O-R, another word, I-S-C-A-N-U-S. So feel free. Um, British poet Henry Vaughan referred to a roof that was secure against dogs and cats rained in a shower that, quote, starts at dogs. Quote, dogs and cats rained in a shower is how secure this roof was. So they couldn't come busting through, I guess. All right. Uh, a year later. Does that
0: happen? Uh, Go ahead. It,
1: it kind of goes on, you know, thatch roofs. It, it, there's a lot of speculation we'll get to about thatch roofs and why that's wrong. Um, so a year later, 1653, Richard Brome, also an English playwright, wrote the line, it shall rain dogs and polecats in a play, in a, yeah, play. Polecats, uh, are kind of like weasels. Okay. For those of us. So they're in like the ferret weasel family. And they were very common in Great Britain until the end of the 19th century. Polecats, weasels just running around.
0: But why rain them and not toads or horses? We get there. Coconuts, even. It's
1: yeah. We get to some mythology where we'll we'll kind of pull that in later. All right. Uh, and then in so that was 1653, playwright. And then 1661, we see the phrase um, Thomas Flatman and John Phillips a story called Don Juan Lamberto, Mm. or a comical history of the late times. There are two folks uh, in this story talking about the benefits of not living in an open field.
0: There are many, I think.
1: Right, and one of those is, uh, quote, for here we have houses over our heads so that if it should rain dogs and cats, we could have no harm. That's the first kind of use in a specific...
0: Again, though...
1: I, I know, but... It, it, we'll get there I'm not taking us on a journey
0: No I just mean Why uh, Okay or Why is this great fear Of cats and dogs Falling from the sky
1: I can go there And then we can come back No 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 You want no. me to take No go ahead Okay cause it Okay I'm, I'm get, just being
0: our listener Oh maybe. gotcha
1: Ah yeah, nice Be the listener
0: Listen I mean I am
1: Right Uh, So 1660 was that usage more close to the dogs and cats versus pole cats and dogs and versus dogs and cats rained in a shower. Uh, 1710, Jonathan Swift, a description of a city shower. Uh, He describes what people have come to realize as the river fleet uh, in England, which was basically an open sewer. Where people would toss their garbage, um, refuse, junk, and deceased animals. Yeah, yeah. It's a sat satire of the kind of what what happens in the this, the low ends of the city during these rainstorms. Okay. Um, and he talks about these things come flowing through the sewers
0: That's down the street. Pleasant, though, it's isn't?
1: not. It, it has a not pleasant part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't use the specific Jonathan Swift doesn't use the specific phrase uh, cats and dogs until a 1738 in a satirical work again complete collection of genteel and ingenious conversation he uses the phrase uh, saying rain cats and dogs in that book so other British writers around the same time uh, Jonathan Swift in the 1700s have used similar phrases like you say yeah. uh, it's raining pitchforks or it's raining stair rods. Oh, good. Which makes more sense in the rain because it describes like a shaft-like rain, like lots of rain, is when it comes down quickly, you'd see it in kind of sticks. Almost. Yeah. yeah. But those weren't memorable as well as the cats and dogs kind of visualization. I'll
0: tell you, would. you what, it rains pitchforks, you'll remember. Sure.
1: No, right. Um, but so why? Why cats and dogs, you asked. Yeah, Listener asked. Slash Jay. Um, beyond... The unpleasant river fleet. Hmm. Well, well, we'll highlight four. Four reasons
0: why. <laughs> <laughs> Only the four. Just
1: four. Uh, uh, in old Norse mythology, um, you know, the yeah. good stuff with Odin. So dogs were believed to represent rain and cats were believed to represent wind. So Odin, uh, the Norse god of storms, was often pictured with dogs and wolves to uh-huh. symbolize rain. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought like well that's a good one. Um another uh, cats and dogs could come from a Greek expression katadoxa C A T A space D O X A which means contrary to experience or belief. Which would wow. be an unbelievable amount yeah. of rain. No, I know. They're they're nice. It's nice. Um, it's
0: raining catadoxa.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do you believe it? Yes. I don't. It's beyond my experience to believe this. Um, cats and dogs may also be a perversion of a, a word that we don't use kadupe. Eh. C A T A D U P E. One word. Um, which is an earlier form of cataract, which I learned cataract means waterfall. Yes, spelled the same way as the I thing. <laughs> I'm that's, speechless. That's, that's the se- I know. I was like, "What? It means it means waterfall." Yeah, uh, waterfall slash floodgate. All right. So a version of the catadupe, or yeah, I'm trying, existed in a lot of languages, uh, Latin and all the Greeks and all the stuff. So cats and dogs could, you know. Catadupe waterfalls. <laughs> Say catadupe again. Catadupe. It seems
0: like a feline butt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the the last uh, plausible one is that cats and dogs don't like each other and they fight and fray and you know so the the vociferousness of the rain could be, uh, you know, compared to the, the unpleasantness of cats and dogs oh, okay. living together in mass hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to uh, why the roof stuff you said earlier, for some reason, there's like this postulation, which is not correct, that – in old, old houses, we had thatched roofs of, of woven reeds and, and hay and stuff, which, yes, that is true, that would protect our houses from rain. And they again, the postulate is that the cats and dogs would somehow sleep in the roofs to stay safe from the rain, but the rain would wash them out of the thatched roof, which doesn't make any sense at all because they wouldn't do that. Like, how would you get a dog into a, a roof? thatching it's not it's been debunked for sure i'm just saying that's that's kind of where i I could
0: see a cat crawling climbing up and getting in something that was a little bit of a you know a shelter and then while it's raining so i'll pop down further and then end up in the house
1: but not go up through the roof and then get washed out of the roof not technically washed
0: out but sort of flushed out by the water Mm -hmm. becoming you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you saying. But a dog, no. Right. So dogs just can't get up there.
1: Right. But they were. I mean, the the postulation was that they were literally like getting washed from the roof off down into the down and then out.
0: No, I, 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 I call. No,
1: them. I know. So I, I think the cataract thing. Some of those, you know, the catadox is cool. I like that. I like the Odin, of course. You know, some Norse myso- mythology. But uh, that. Old, 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 old definitions, but then we started using the phrase in the 1650s and then 1710s with Jonathan Swift using the the phrase more prevalently. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like a couple of those.
1: Yeah. No, I, uh, it was a cool one to research.
0: So, um, got, you had some email or a something. A listener
1: mail. Um, and this one is John from Pittsburgh. John. He writes, to give some suggestions for future shows.
0: Hey, we can Which use I, them.
1: I appreciate, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to list kind of the suggestions he gives. He says, you know, you guys are doing doing the best you can. Get it? No, no he's, he's very positive. <laughs> 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 um, but he says uh, some things that could, you know, generate an interesting discussion. Uh, crazy as a loon, for example. That might be fun. Um, crazy as a loon. And in that same kind of topic, why do we call people nuts? And then also... Nuttier than a fruitcake. I'm like, oh that's a good one. Mad is a hatter, which I love, which I know yeah. as well. I'm sure we all might know that, yeah. but I think we should do it because I want to. I'll Sh- do it.
0: Sure, we'll we'll put it in there. Um, oh, that'll be wardrobe items. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> uh so yeah, John writes in to give us suggestions regarding topics uh that are crazy, which now I realize is might be a jab at us being crazy
0: uh thanks john and uh Thank you, john. thanks for tuning in everybody um and yeah. please uh send us an email at hey you at hole the number nine yards.org that's hey you at hole nine yards.org and you know what else you know include your thoughts comments suggestions and relative criticisms and keep them coming mm-hmm. we will be able to respond to more and more as we move along here so that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm Jay and I'm Ray and we, we are, are not idioms.
2: Whole 9 Yards is written, recorded and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole 9 Yards by emailing hey at whole9yards.org. That's hey at whole number9yards.org Whole nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.